Yo, I put it like wow, this that sound These oaks don't work hard like me, I hope they know by now Bail, bail, stand my ground Throw these money trees, go overseas like Percy Tow I'll make sure you stay around, quiet when I'm under loud No negatives allowed, me positivity took a vow I always play to win, don't anticipate loss Mind always in the clown, my boy, never think about the drop Never, ever, ever think about the drop Welcome to it, sports fans. It is the MKT Show. I am MKT. What a time to be alive. I want to start off with something that I heard today, which was incredible. Went to lunch with a guy who's an accountant. I'm not going to say his name. The working class hero. I, I don't know if accountant does him justice. Is it a, an account guru? Uh, who knows? Who knows how he'd classify himself? Who, who am I to put a man in a box? Who am I? Who am I to say? Because he studied accounting. That's all he is. You know, he's a brother. He's a son. He's an next-door neighbor. He's an eligible bachelor. Don't know if that's an identity sort of block that you would tick. Do you have to tick that at home affairs? I don't know. They, why don't they have eligible bachelor? They've got man, woman, you know, your skin color or race or whatever you call it. Why don't they have a, why don't they put that? Like I should be able to put eligible bachelor or just bachelor because eligible presumes a few things, you know? What if you're not rich? I mean, let's be honest, the ladies you, you gotta have the moolah for the ladies, eh? Like are we at a time where we can admit that? Cause most and let's be honest, here's the challenge. Here's the challenge, right? Is Although, ladies are getting more aggressive, I've got to tell you. Uh, anyway, let's not get into how I know that, but they are. But but let's just live in the patriarchal world I'm creating in my own mind. Mostly, guys are still chasing the ladies, you know? And, no, no, I mean, we're chasing them in a respectful way. Let's not, let's not get crazy here. This is not, you know, guys, it's 2023. Let's not, uh, we're not beating women over a head with a club, as is depicted by... Who decided that? That cavemen were hitting women over their head. How, who knows that? How do you know that? They couldn't write. How do we know that's what happened? How do, how do we know? How do we know women were in matriarch back then? How, how we don't know that. Well, why is it just presumed? Who put that narrative on things? Anyway, the problem is we're chasing. We're all chasing women that are out of our league, but there's only a finite amount of those, you know. Like good looking, got it together, and let's face it, let's just face it. Everyone's chasing a good looking person. Men, men. I don't want to speak for women. I don't know what women are after. There's a lot happening right now. I've got no idea. Who am I to say? Who am I to speak on women's behalf? But the challenge is, every guy is going for good looking, you know, stable, and those are. Like one out of ten, you know, like good-looking, stable people, because usually when you're good-looking, you're rather unstable because you've never really been treated the way you are as a person. Everyone's just deferred to your looks. I'm so glad I've never had that. Had that. My whole life has just been get out of my way, you dickhead, and that builds some character. You know what I mean? Like most ninety percent of us get treated the way we are as people. We we've got to develop as people 
Like good-looking people never really have to develop as people. Not all, not, not all of them, but largely speaking. And the other challenge for good-looking people is, and it's champagne problems, is good-looking, especially good-looking girls, hang out with other good-looking girls until mid-twenties when they realize, actually, to look better, you probably want to hang around. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't want to trigger people, but you know what I mean? The ladies figure out you want to be a rose amongst the thorns, if you will. It's a hypothetical rose in and amongst hypothetical thorns. I'm not going to start using the terms that bigots would use. I'm not a bigot. I'm just saying what I've observed. Because ladies start to figure out around, I think around 23, ladies start to see the value of what they're looking like. Before that, they're just playing hockey with the girls and drinking. And then they're like, oh, oh my word, there's tremendous, I, I think it's a bit earlier, but in the adult world, around 23, ladies start to step into themselves and go, and, and also they, they become wiser to the world. But that resource is finite. It is. We're, that's the game, by the way. No, no, no one's saying it because it's not. I don't think it's PC to say it. But there's a finite amount of women that all the guys are chasing, and most guys are settling. Let's just to be honest. Most guys, because you get there too late. Like most guys. Oh my goodness. I live, I live with. Oh my Oh my goodness. There's a guy I know who just refuses to talk to the fairer species. And I don't know how he's ever going to get to any of the women on earth. I don't get it. He's doing well. He's a legal practitioner. He's well off. But he is he's afraid of the ladies. Although, ladies, I will tell you, I'm learning that you, you intimidate my half of the species. I didn't realize this because I've always been a bit vindhat, you know. Like, uh, as I said, I've always been, I've always looked like what I've looked like. And believe it or not, I've never been short of confidence. So I've never, I've never thought, oh, I shouldn't talk to that person. Oh, turns out people are, people are quite circumspect about that. Hmm. There you have it. Not sure how we got here. Six minutes of absolute nonsense. How, well, how's this relevant? How's this part of a sports show? The MKT show. We're going to talk about why firing or not firing Eddie Howe is going to set Newcastle back. And why Onana isn't the problem at Manchester United. Talk about that today. Love to hear your thoughts. Am I crazy? At MKT Inspires. As dudes, we're all chasing a finite resource. 100% of the men are chasing 10% of the women. Now, I'm not an economist. But that, that is economics, really. Is I mean, basically, we're trying to satisfy infinite needs with finite resources. It's only 10% of the women we're all after. I wonder why that's, if that's why divorce is on the rise. If you're a divorce expert, do good-looking women get divorced more than men. You, you know what I mean? Like, do they, who instigates that? If you work in that world, MKT inspires. Let's get into the real stuff. It's December here, folks. People are having fun out here. There is, listen, 
There's all sorts of philandery that's going to be going on. Let's be honest. Let's call it what it is. You've got to be able to look it in the eye, guys. You've got to be able to say what's happening without getting uncomfortable. And even if you get uncomfortable, the stuff's still happening. Anyway, guy I was with today said to me, <laughs> and I thought it was beautiful. You know, I have, a, I have a Swedish friend. She's from Stockholm, and they, they're, they're just the best. And she always said to me, you know, in Sweden, we always say simplicity is the highest form of sophistication. And my friend today nailed it. Uh, he said, you know, the whole thing about being a South African, like we need to get our messaging simpler. He didn't say this part, but he said, bro, just wake up, go to work, do your job, pay your taxes and don't do crime. And I thought, oh, my goodness, that's the message. I don't need service delivery. That's actually the message. Wake up, go to work, do your job, pay your taxes, and don't do crime. We laughed. We laughed when he said that because he's he's a very funny person. A very funny person. Let's get into the show. I don't know if you've seen this. One of the most unbelievable situations. A guy called Farouk Kocha. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. If you're Arabic, forgive me. But he's the chairman of a club called Angaragukwa. I think it's I think that's how you say it. He punched Khalil Umit Uhmit Mela, who's the ref. This guy's the chairman of this club, by the way, in the Turkish Premier League, which is now suspended. Guy socked him in the face. He had a proper shiner. Don't know if you saw this. Absolutely pandemonium. Absolute pandemonium in Turkey. Bunch of turkeys. What are you doing? First of all, let's just start with what are you doing? What are we doing, Turkey? What is good old Farouk doing? Why is the chairman going on the field? Guys, what is going on? Listen, I'm all for different cultures. And my mom lived in Egypt for six years. So I'm... You know, I've I've traveled. I've lived in different parts of the world. I've lived in Russia. I've lived in the UK. I've lived in Canada. You know, when I was growing up, lived in my dad lived in Germany and Finland. And so I've lived around the world. So I understand these idiosyncrasies with sort of presumed social conduct. You know, people in Argentina deal with confrontation very differently from somebody in the United Kingdom. You know, we we call it Western sensibilities. Arabic people are that there is a different fervor to their sort of human to human H to H, you know. What's a B to B, H to H, business to business, H to H is human to human. I don't know if I'm making that up, but they. Oh, you, you don't want to make lazy stereotypes, but <laughs> Arabic people have a different way of dealing with things. Let, let me just say that they that there isn't the Western sensibility. That you might want being a softie in the Western world. It's not to say they're more aggressive. They just have a different philosophy to how you approach engagement, right? That was on full display. Firstly, let's still, what is the chairman doing in a position where he can get to the field as soon as the ref blows the whistle? Like, what are we doing? What's happening? This is amateur, I mean, come on, guys. 
So the, already I'm going WTF, right? Why, why is your chairman in a position to be? Okay, we move past that. How did the chairman get all the way from the sideline to the referee? Where are the officials? <laughs> like, if you think of the Premier League, right? Even when Mourinho and Pep want to go to the ref, it's still like a bit of a situation, you know? Like, he's got to walk through, there's cameras, there's people pulling him, even if his assistant goes, even if they crowd the ref, they're like, there's the fourth official, the fifth official, you know, there's there's the security. So there's people who create a situation. Like, how did the chairman, and he's got like a whole bloody entourage with him, Get all the way to the ref, sucker punch the ref. Another guy kicks the ref. I, I read a report repeatedly. The guy got kicked once in the head. How did we? How did he get there? Like a football pitch is about a, usually about a hundred meters by about forty-five meters wide, right? So he's gonna he's gotta walk twenty meters in dress shoes. How was how, how have three people not gone to him? Say, dude, what are you doing here? So it's not the coach, it's the chairman. <laughs> it is the chairman. Imagine Sheikh Monsieur going and sucker punching Mike <laughs> Mike Dean. Well like what I mean Turkish football. What a shambles. That's not the best part for me though. I don't know if you've seen the story of the ref milking it. I mean you got sucker punch. And he did get punched, like he got punched and kicked in the head, right? And also, it's like, whatever. If, if you've if you've had a fight at school before, it was no worse than being in a fight at school. Like, if you've been in a fight that lasts twenty minutes, and guys are surrounding you, and you're in a one-on-one fight, I mean, I got in fights at school. Is you're going to get punched in the face and kicked and elbowed a little bit and punched in the ribs and, and whatever. It's like, okay, that's fine. And then you're fine 25 minutes later, by the way. Like, you're a bit sore and maybe your ego is a bit bruised. But this ref, oh my goodness, he's melted so hard. Good old Khalil Umit Mela has absolutely melted. Not sure if you saw the visuals. Go to Sky Sports if you haven't seen it. SkySports.com. He's wearing a neck brace. The man's wearing a neck brace. What are we doing? What are we doing? He's wearing a neck brace. He's being filmed. He's being filmed. Like, like, I imagine, you know, when you lose a loved one. So, like, some people, I can understand losing a loved one. But he's lying on the bed like he's lost his long-lost lover in, on the, like, like he's come back from the, you know, the front in World War Two, and and he's just heard that his long lost Jamaica died of dysentery, and he just can't handle it. He's a guy's wearing a neck brace, and he's got people holding his hands, like praying with him. I'm like, bro, you got punched in the face. I'm awful milking it, but come on, mate. Why do you need a neck brace? You got punched. You got punched a little bit by an old man in the face. <laughs> Why does he need a neck brace? Anyway, he walks out today. Apparently, um, good old um, Farouk's been injured. Uh, what's it? Arrested, by the way. I don't know why you're arresting someone for punching someone in the face as well. 
Is Turkey just a circus? I mean, I've been to Turkey, uh, incredible place. If you ever go there, buy leather. It's real leather and it's very cheap. Very, very cheap. Really top quality products. Anyway, I don't wear leather, but it, they just got sweet, sweet workmanship, you know, artisans out there. Anywho, not the point. So good old Farukoka Kocha, however you say it, chairman of Anka Raguku, has been arrested. Why is he getting arrested? Brood, like you punched, okay, he punched someone. You don't get arrested, do you? Is that what we're doing now? Are we arresting people for punching? Anyway, this ref, good old Khalil Bella, has come out today. He's waving at the crowd like he's Princess Diana reincarnate. His neck's absolutely fine. He's doing the whole, you know, he's looking up and down. Oh, he's doing the Queen's wave. I'm like, what are we doing here, bro? Why were you wearing a neck brace? And now you're cool. And he's being picked up in like a mafia-style black car. Why does he need to be protected? Was he fearing for his life? Bro, you got punched in the face. <laughs> what a what a movie. What a Why was he wearing a neck brace? That's my favorite part. Please follow the story. Would love to hear your thoughts. Am I crazy? Why why are we arresting an old man for punching someone in the face? Like just give him a fine or just suspend the guy or, or whatever. Like, bro. He, he, okay, he punched someone in the face. It's uncivil with his rank in society. We ban him for a season, right? We've got to protect the brand if we're the Turkish Super League. Like, bro, you can't be punching the ref. Obviously, they've suspended... By the way, they've suspended the whole Turkish League now. Obviously, in today's world, you just can't have that. Remember, you're a part of UEFA. They're, they're, there's all sorts of rules, obviously. I, I get that. Just suspend the guy and move on. Like, what are we talking about? Do you remember when Anzi... By the way, when I was playing in Russia... Anzi and those guys had money. We used to travel to the middle of nowhere. And it's like well known. These are Putin's thugs that own these clubs. You UEFA did nothing then. Why are we overreacting for a punch? Or is that where society is now? Come on, Oaks. Come on, chaps. Hey? Neck brace. Taking the mickey. Come on, Khalil. Come on, buddy. Because you know what's happened there. His ego's been bruised a bit. Like, I've been dropped. I mean, I, I haven't been in that sort of fight. I actually got punched at my friend's wedding. One of my best friend's wedding. I remember. That was the last time I got punched. I was a, I was a terrible human back then. Anyway. Was it his wedding? Yeah, it was his wedding. I got way too drunk. I don't know what happened. And I ended up getting punched by the bride's brother, I think. <laughs> it was very funny in hindsight. Anyway, I, I don't even remember. I didn't even remember it till he reminded me years later. That was the last time. I can't remember how long ago that was. Like 10 years ago. You know? Like I've been in a fight. But I, I do understand getting dropped is like an ego thing, right? But neck braces, hysterical. So I, I think what's happened here is more than anything, and you can only understand this maybe as a dude. Our egos are attached to that kind of thing. Like if you drop us, if I punch you in front of your lady and you drop, we can't really say it, but brutes, like I've I've dominated you there a little bit. And and if ladies are honest, they do think a little bit less of you once they've, like if you see your boyfriend getting punched and dropped, you, you can't say it. At first it's like, oh my God, I can't believe it. What's going on? You're a savage. 
inside you're thinking, oh my God, can this person keep me safe? I think it's a primal thing. There, Listen, I'm not an expert in evolutionary biology. But I do think ladies think a little bit less of you if they see you get dropped in public. That's why you've got to learn to fight. You know what I mean? So maybe for him it's like, oh, my manhood. Oh my God, patriarchy, right? Am I right, ladies? Am I patriarchy? Oh, ruining the world since the beginning of time. Am I right? And then this is when you'd... In a badly lit club somewhere. If you don't know what that finger snapping means. You're part of the problem. You're actually part of the problem. You're actually part of the problem. If I have to explain that, you're actually part of the problem. Is what the I don't need no man gang would say. All right, let's move on. Um, Maurizio Pochettino is saying he needs more signings. Eh? Good old Poch. I get what he's saying. Um, and people say, oh, bro, you've sent a billion dollars. Well, he didn't. He hasn't signed a single player. He just has come into whatever Toddy B and the guys have been up to. I get it, though. You know, Poch isn't, he's not a coach. He's a motivator. He's not a tinker man. He's a motivator, high energy guy, which is why he's struggling. He needs some grown-ups. He needs guys that can play already. He, he doesn't, he's never really been a guy to develop players. He's never done that anyway, by the way. At Spurs, he had young, hungry guys that were ready to go themselves and were talented. His front four was Deli Ali, Son, who was Dembele and Array, and then GB11 that first season. So, nah. So I see what he's saying is he needs some older players to just get in here and stabilize the thing. Because talent isn't enough at this level. Experience does matter. Because football games aren't... That's why Spurs won't, won't be successful at the top end. They, they can entertain. Young people can entertain. But you can't win with kids. It's never happened anywhere. And, and stop the Man United lie. It's, it's nonsense. I, I don't want to go over that. Right? That was built around Robson, Int, you know, Steve Bruce. Uh, you know, so the suggestion that they won with kids. Schmeichel... You know, Pallister, those weren't, it wasn't the kids. They were the icing on the cake. There was already a cake there. Then they brought in a guy called Roy Keenan. Well, need I say more? Anywho, I get what Poch is saying, man. Uh, Here's the thing about signings as well. They don't always work. Like just buying Calvin Phillips and Bravo hasn't always worked for Man City. Not every signing at every club works. Jovic didn't work. You know what I mean? Vieira hasn't worked at Arsenal. Kai Havertz didn't work. Timo Werner didn't work. Juan Sebastian Veron didn't work. These are, it doesn't always work. Anthony doesn't work. Sorry. Just because you pay lots of money for something doesn't mean it's going to work. It's the big risk, right? Which is why I think Chelsea did it the way they did it is... Play the, play the mass game and 60-75% of them will work. Manish didn't work. We know these things don't always work. So the presumption is that Chelsea has spent lots of money so it must work. No, it's not how it works. I think Poch is the wrong coach or the right coach at the wrong time. They, they needed an Eddie Howe kind of guy to develop the system. It's not what Poch does. 
Poch wants to come in and really just motivate. Motivate a, a team that's ready now. Which is why he struggled at PSG. Because with those level of players, you've got to coach. Right? And you don't necessarily need to coach the players. You just need to put them in positions and be clever. As Pep always says, is you need to cleverly help your team get into the last third. What they do in the last third is up to them. Chelsea can't even get to the last third. And that's coaching, right? Like that is pure hardcore X's and O's. And then in the last third, good players are going to make it happen. Like don't worry about it. So I get it. I get it. He probably wants some midfield, some steel. Uh, he'd probably like a, a right back that doesn't have polystyrene for a hamstring. Uh, Reese James out for another three months. But I've said it, you know, like whatever. Injured young's injured old. And that body type just doesn't last. Like Luke Shaw injured again. It's just what it is with that body type. And if you're not like LeBron James, if you're that, that natural body shape where some people retain weight they just do you know and some people don't and, and i mean you can change your physio your, your physiology but what the different conversation is reese james is one of those guys along with luke shaw where to ha put that demand on your body you need to be lebron james obsessed because they're the types of guys if, if they eat a grape their drawstrings on their pants is exploding they, they just have that body type and some people have that body type right it just is what it is. In South Africa, people like me, we call them Abosland. Some people could eat the whole buffet and, and not gain weight in a lifetime. You know, genetics in and amongst other things determine that. Reese James, unfortunately, BBW body, those hamstrings, they ain't going to survive. Injured young, injured old. His career is finished. I'm sorry. Like There, there is no coming back for East James. It's, it's like Luke Shaw. He's been injured since he was 19 years old. People go, oh, he's unlucky. It happened with that big injury at United. It's not true. He was injured at Southampton. Gareth Bale was injured at Tottenham, by the way. So, that Cristiano Ronaldo, one of the greatest gifts that Messi and Ronaldo gave us is they were unbreakable. And that's a talent, by the way. We, we must never say, oh, he, he would have been a great player if he could stay fit. No, no, no. Being fit and available is a talent. Availability is an ability. You, you must never scratch that off and just write it off. It's like if you go to work and you, let's say you're an actuary or you're in marketing and so-and-so in your mind is just so talented, they get the work and, you know, they understand the nuances of whatever it may be you do for a living and they can appreciate them and turn them from theory to reality better than anyone in no time. But then they never are at work they're always sick and somebody else always has to do the pitch or their part of the work or whatever it may be to to do that final part right and they're never at work and it's always something you know you we, we know they're, they're you know those people are always sick like sorry you're not you're not that's not good enough that's part of the deal is being is showing up Reese James sorry he's out so I get what Pochettino is saying he does need more signings and Listen, it's a young Chelsea squad. Nobody needs to go, but some men need to come in. If you want to win, you need men. Three or four men, especially in the middle. Like the Caicedo Enzo thing is a bit of a disaster. Enzo Fernandez, by the way, is getting away with a lot. He's been a disaster of a signing. Caicedo, I'm happy to forgive because I'm not really sure. He didn't have a preseason. But Enzo Fernandez, since he arrived, has been a disaster. If I pay more for you, I'm, listen, I'm, I'm going to grade on a curve here, by the way. 100 million and what is he doing? 
just being the vibes guy with the fake teeth. Those his teeth look ridiculous, by the way. They look ridiculous. Oh, these guys with fake teeth look ridiculous. I forget. There's another guy with fake teeth who looks like his teeth are too big for his mouth. Uh, it'll come to me. I, I forget who it was. I was laughing with a friend about it the other day. Enzo Fernandez's teeth look hysterical. He looks like Bugs Bunny. But but they're so clearly fake and white. It's like, what are we doing, bro? <laughs> We're like, just get some braces. Although, I don't know, whatever. These guys are... Oh, Ronaldo fixed his teeth, right? <laughs> I guess at that level of being observed. What ifs? Enzo looks... He looks like a cartoon. He He looks a bit like a cartoon. So... I, I get it. I get it on Potcher's side, man. I get it. He needs some signings. MKT inspires MKT at the MKT show. Um, love to hear from you. We do have a mailbag, by the way. Finally found a, a message. So we'll finish off the show with a mailbag. MKT inspires. Otherwise, MKT at the MKT show. Your thoughts on Maurizio Pochettino. Asking for more signings. December where I am, it is very hot. It's like 35 degrees hot. It's between 28 and 35. So let the good times roll. Let the good times roll. Very, very good times. People are in Cape Town. I am not going to Cape Town. Stop asking me. To all my friends, stop asking me. Come to Cape Town. No, I'm not. Why? Because I don't want to. Because I don't want to. That's why I'm not going coming to Cape Town. 37-year-old man. Well, what am I going to do in Cape Town? It's the devil's lair right now. I'm trying to be disciplined. I'm trying to tra- train for a 100-miler. Imagine I'm in Cape Town now. Jeez. I'd be out gallivanting the streets. Being up to no good. You know what I mean? But, if you are looking for a little bit of spice, Cape Town is the place to be. Listen, Johannesburg's humming right now as well. Big tourist attraction. I didn't realize tourists were flocking so i live in a i moved from my boring old suburbia place which was the best i live in quite a vibey part of town now it is cooking it is humming and and i live quite close to the very famous sort of party street where i live i mean there's beautiful restaurants yeah and it is i i mean when i walk to the shops it is humming so shout out shout out to the republic of south africa and the weak economy the you know the weak rand Guys are just coming here. It must be hysterical for the Europeans and Americans. Wherever you're from, that's a developed country. Anyway, let's get into it. Um, I'm going to tell you why I think not firing Eddie Howe, and I've spoken about it before, but I'm going to tell you why not firing Eddie Howe was a huge mistake. And now it's going to cost Newcastle even more. Newcastle have lost three of the last five fixtures. Um, after 16 games, they're seven points off the top four. Keep in mind, top five might be enough. And they are four points off the top five, right, after 16 games. So they are probably not going to make top five with the way things are going. Have you ever looked at your partner, boyfriend, girlfriend, and thought to yourself, I'm too good for this person? But social conditioning, we stay and. You know, maybe I can change them. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I, you know, maybe I can encourage them. Maybe, maybe I can push them to be more ambitious. Maybe I can get them in the gym. You can't change people. People are who they are. Can't get people to change. 
People must change for themselves. It's not sustainable to change for someone else. You know that, I know that. You ever looked at your partner and thought, I'm too good for you? Be honest. It feels terrible at the time, but here's the reality. You're hurting both of you by staying. You're hurting both of you. Because your behavior will let the other person know as well. Because there's a wondering eye and you start disrespecting. You know when you know it's over, right? When you start disrespecting your partner in public. Like that's one thing I, I, I refuse to tolerate in a partner. Like I would never disrespect my partner in public and vice versa. But when, when a woman, when a man starts to speak and a woman starts to roll her eyes in public, like evidently, it's like, uh-oh, we're in trouble here. That's what it leads to, Right. Eventually, you're going to resent this person and then resent yourself. And then it's just leave. Like if, if you want to leave your partner, leave them. Because it feels terrible at the time to say these things and do them. But you're hurting both of you by saying. Listen, Newcastle and the whole world know that Eddie Howe is not Mr. Right. He's Mr. Right now. But he's not Mr. Right. Newcastle should have chopped when they made the Champions League. Let me tell you why. Because now he's wasted not only this season that was the Champions League season, where big players would have come if you had a manager I'll mention soon, but now you're not going to get Champions League next year. And I'll tell you what that does. It sets you back three years from now. It sets you back three years from now. Because here's the problem. You're not going to make Champions League next year You know why? You're not going to get top, top players. No top manager will come. Because they know they're behind Villa, Arsenal, Liverpool, City. And what if Chelsea come right? So now you were already in the top four. You should have had the manager this year. And you should have gone for that top level Mbappe guy this year. So it's going to, you're now three years behind. Because you've wasted this year. Next year is a non-Champions League year, right? Which probably means the next year is a non-Champions League year as well. Which, at best, in three years' time, you'll be in the Champions League. Somehow, hopefully, Arsenal have done an Arsenal by then and eroded, or Tottenham have fallen apart by then. I didn't put Tottenham in that list. So you're at least behind four clubs that are already starting at a higher level than you and are magnificently run in Villa, Arsenal, Liverpool and City. What happens if Chelsea get back to neutral? Water always finds its level. What happens if Ange is for real? Now that's six clubs. You're three years behind now all because you couldn't make the decision you had to. You know, you know what the problem was? Is Eddie Howe reached the promised land a year early than I think they were ready for. I, I think that's what happened. What I would do now is to try and curb this three-year cycle. Is you, you, you go and get the money. So there'll be Europa, Conference League, whatever it may be. Go and get Hansi Flick this season. It doesn't matter what Eddie Howe does this season. It doesn't matter. Even if he gets top four miraculously, 
fire him anyway because now you've seen that he's not the guy. I want to be clear. I'm recording this before they've played AC Milan. I don't know what's going to happen there. They might qualify for the next stage of the Champions League. But you're not winning the league. You're not going to win the Champions League with Eddie Howe. You know that. His role was phase one. City had Mark Hughes for phase one. But then when they wanted to win the league, what did they do? Roberto Mancini. Like, guys, not everyone's meant to be your wife. In fact, not everyone's wife material. Some people are a hookup. Some people are a girlfriend. Some people, some women and men are girlfriend, boyfriend, and that's their limit. Then you get the real deal, husband, wife. Sorry. Not everyone's, not everyone's wife material. Not everyone's husband material. Forget it. Forget it. Like, they're just not. 10% of the world is husband-wife material. We know this. Eddie Howe is not husband material in terms of long term. We know that. He knows that. Why are we dragging this out? What are we doing? What are we doing? You know if you're too good for your partner or not. And what's worse is generally people know if you're too good for your partner. Everyone knows on the outside. It's awkward for everyone. Everyone knows Eddie Howe's not good enough. Hansi Flick is on the market. He is one of the best managers in the world. Don't let the Je- the Germany thing make you crazy. He's one of the best managers in the world. And people will respect him. Get Hansi Flick now. And you have to give him, give him an off-season, by the way. Because if you get Hansi Flick, then you can still maybe get that second tier of player, even without Champions League football. You're in phase two now. Eddie Howe got you to phase two quicker than you thought you would. You probably thought five, six years before the Champions League and you were in it. Well, you're here now. You're here now. And you've got players that probably still need to go. I like Dan Byrne, Lasalle's. I like these guys. But when Hansi Flick arrives, those guys have to go. Callum Wilson has to go. This isn't Bournemouth, my man. Eddie Howe, obviously, that relationship from Bournemouth, he likes him. Also, polystyrene hamstrings. But Callum Wilson shouldn't be at Newcastle. Like, what are we doing? What are, what are we still doing with Callum Wilson as our backup striker? Yes, he gets lots of goals, but it's like Darren Bent, right? Like, that's not a proper striker for a top four team. Or what are we doing? He'll get you lots of goals, yes. No doubt. He'll get you 15 goals a season. Not enough, not proper enough, not polished enough. And we're playing in the Champions League. What's the goal? Like, Isaac, Isaac really should be a bench striker. Within the next two years, what are we doing if we're not rocking? Like, how did, how did Man United beat Newcastle to Hoyland? And I know that there's criticism, but Hoyland's clearly a, an absolute gem. If you look at him, especially as a modern-day striker, the pace, the power, the composure. I love the boy's movement. He's 20 years old. My God, what a player is going to be. What a player is going to be. Not everyone's Haaland, by the way. That's a wunderkind is that's once in once in a generation. Haaland is once in a generation. Twenty in the full product. Come on, that unique maturity that Haaland has. He's footballing royalty. He's he's special. Hoyland is something. Why didn't Newcastle get him? He's better than Isaac. Don't give me the pace thing. Isaac couldn't finish his supper. He's a good he's a good player, but Newcastle aren't looking for good. Which is why Eddie Howe's got to go. Get Hansi Flick now. Cut the nonsense. Cut the nonsense. It's time. And now you've set yourself back three years because you're getting all touchy-feely about it. 
The goal was get the Champions League. Now you're in the Champions League. Fire the guy. Go to the next phase. Incredible. Anyway, small clubs. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Love to hear your thoughts. Love to hear your thoughts. Would you keep Eddie Howe? Um, who would you get for Newcastle? At MKT Inspires. Would love to hear. Finish off on this before we get to the mailbag. Um, on Nana. Let me tell you why he's not the failure. It's, it's a very quick thing. Uh, Man United have been knocked out of the of Europe um, in a group in the Champions League with Galatasaray, Copenhagen and Munchen, Bayern Munich. Um, they conceded a record, a British record, right? 15 goals in the group stage. That's never happened with British teams. 15 goals. Wowzers. With Galatasaray and Copenhagen. Here's the problem. Onana is a digital keeper in an analog defense. He's got donkey defenders and midfielders. And I'll tell you why that's really important for this style of goalkeeper. They're donkeys. Man United. This is the worst Man United I've ever seen, by the way. Just technically, like, ugh, gross. Why do Brighton have more technically gifted players than you? Ridiculous. You know, in football, you've often heard experts saying you need people to be brave on the ball. And not everybody is a hardcore football fan. So I just I need to explain what that means because from academy days at the age of six until 25, I didn't stop hearing this concept. Being brave on the ball is two parts. Number one, when you show for the ball, show properly because there are people that kind of show for, and to show, for those who don't know, it means I want to receive the pass. So it's to create or to avert a defender who may be zonal marking a passing lane. So a passing lane is the opportunity to pass from one place to another. Instead of closing, putting pressure on the man with the ball, you just sort of mark the space so that it's not an easy pass from point A, from player A to player B, right? But some people don't make that extra movement to be absolutely open. And I would, if you play hockey, I would imagine it's the same. Like, the really top players really show for it. They really, like, they will take that extra step. Like, I am open. And not only will they say I'm open, they're going to yell for it. And if it's not yelling for the top players, top players don't need to speak, by the way, on the field. But there's very, very few. They play for Real Madrid and Man City. But even the top players, they will demand it. So if you next time you watch on screen, you'll see the hand up or put it here. But that's the top players because they really, they will show. They, they are showing. In, in football, you call it show. You've got to show for the ball. But there's different levels of showing. And the bravery starts there in I want the ball. And then at the top level, I want the ball in a tight space. Now, that's very, very few. David Silva wants that. Kevin De Bruyne wants that. Steven Gerrard wants that. When it's cooking in the midfield, when it's hot in there, the pressure's on. You're playing Barcelona. Xavi wants it in there. Give it to me in the phone booth and you get open. Don't you worry. I'm going to find my way out of here. No need to get near me. You stay in your position. I'm going to find you. That's what the top players do. But there are very few of those. Problem with the donkeys at Manchester United. They don't really show. I know people say they do, but they don't. That's why why Man United can't transition the ball out the back. Harry Maguire can't show because he knows he's going to be be made to look stupid. They kind of show and get in position, but they don't really get open. Like Ruben Diaz is showing, by the way. That's why Edison, who's not a very good shot stopper, looks unbelievable. John Stones is showing. 
Kyle Walker's coming all the way to the byline. Give it to me here. I'm brave. I'm brave. And when it gets to me, I'm backing myself. Akanji is showing. They are saying, give it to me. I want the pressure. Because they're not donkeys. Thing about Onana is he's not the problem. He's never been a shot stopper. Edison's not a shot stopper. Think of how many absolute howlers he concedes. But it doesn't matter because the Man City players, part of being a top player is you've got to be brave. I know it's presumed like that's just happened. But these top guys, Bernardo Silva is brave on the ball. Eh? Give me the ball. He says, give me the ball. I want the responsibility. Part of being a top player is I want the responsibility because the most important resource in football is the ball. And these top players, what do they do better than anybody else? They look after it. And that is a tremendous skill. You call that technical skill. right? When people say technical skill, they try and sound a little cleverer than them. But technical skill is the ability to get the ball, control the ball, and pass the ball. That's really what the top guys can do. Do not turn it over. That is your friend. That is our friend is the ball. At the top, top level, these guys do it. But... When you don't have a shot stopper and you have a ball playing keeper, you cannot have donkeys like Varane, Maguire, Evans, Aaron Wan-Bissaka, Lindelof, Casemiro, McTominay, and Amrabat. They're all donkeys. They can't play. So, you know, listen, at the top, players know. So they don't show for Onana. So Onana is constantly looking for the pass, but they're not really showing. Like, hey, get open. Get open. Because another part of technical skill is your movement and timing needs to be right to get open at the right time. It's all good and well getting open. But what happens if, you re- if, if you're ready right, to receive the ball two passes too early? That's absolutely useful, useless to me. That's why the best players in the world are not just technically on the ball, but there's a tactical intelligence. Your movement, so you, you'll often hear commentators say intelligence of movement. It's pointless just having movement and saying, oh, he works hard, McTominay. It's useless to me. When is he working hard? When are you open? The man, doesn't it feel like, so if you've never really been exposed to the side of football, doesn't it feel like Barcelona players are always open? Doesn't it feel like Man City players are always open? If you watch the Bayern Munich game yesterday, in a phone booth, doesn't it feel like Kimmich and Goretzka were always open? There's a reason for that. The Germans would call it... I don't know the German term, but there's a beautiful German term that essentially translates to efficiency of movement. Tony Chris, I don't think the guy's ever, I don't think he's ever had a bead of sweat on the football pitch. Xabi Alonso, you know why? Efficiency of movement is, I'm going to be open when I need to be open, when the ball's going to come to me. So I move efficiently under a perlo. In a phone booth, zero athleticism. But I'm going to be open when I need to be open. It's a tactical intelligence mixed and then when he gets it he's got the technical nous to go all right where's the next three passes that are available and that's part of showing by the way it's part of going okay when i get it i'm already thinking three or four passes ahead but when you got donkeys like Varane, maguire evans aaron wan bissaka lindelof casemiro and mctominay amrabat number one they're not showing and they don't have the intelligence of movement to make it easy for a goalkeeper. Because really at that level, by the way, you want three options at all times. So we were coached that the player on the ball must always have three options. Always. If not, the movement's not good enough. Now, I mean, the better players can maneuver the ball. Maybe I'm getting into the long grass here. But 
the player on the ball must always have three options. That's why the Bayern Munich guys always look open. Because it's a mixture of things, right? Top players are not just technically good. They're smart players. They're the smartest players in the world. These are smart players who understand they, they don't play the game, they think the game. These top, top guys. But these donkeys at Man United, I'm sorry, Onana's not the problem. If you put Onana in the Bayern Munich team, now, Bayern Munich have the greatest goalkeeper of all time, right? It's Manuel Neuer, and it's not close. But there's a reason he looks like that. Like, King Min, uh, what's it? Uh, old Min Jae there, Kim Min Jae, is showing. Oppo Meccano, for, you know, he's growing into a world-class defender, but he is showing. Mats Hummels back in the day, he's saying, put it here. Dude, I'm open. I don't know how you say it in German. Einsatz open, or whatever they'd say. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, that's not true. But you know what I mean? Philip Blum is, he's right at the touchline. Give it here. There's a man on you. Don't worry about it. Give it to me. Because I'm going to first touch it, and then Tony Cruz is going to get it, and he's going to get it to Mueller in two touches somehow. It's not Onana's fault. Man United have surrounded him with donkeys. I, prom- I promise you, if you had John Stones, Ruben Diaz, Tiago Silva, Akanji, Vincent Company as the centre-backs. And then you gave him Rodri, Jack Grealish, and Phil Foden. If, if you had Onana at Man City, you'd see a different keeper. He's no different to Edison. He's a, he's a magnificent distributor. It's clearly there. You've seen it if you're a Man United fan. And you're not just upset by his lack of shot-stopping. By the way, which, which was never his thing. Edison is a terrible shot stopper. Think of how many he's conceded this season, guys. Shockers. Actually, over the seasons. That's why Alisson plays for Brazil ahead of it. It's not Onana's fault. It's Man United's fault for getting a goalkeeper. You started in the wrong place. When you got him and you got Varane, I'm like, what are you doing? Because at Real Madrid, Varane's just the donkey kick people guy. You got Sergio Ramos, maybe the best ball-playing defender of this generation, and ultimately one of the one of the best of all time, along with Franco Baresi and, and Maldini. Right? You, you had a legendary, but then you had Tony Cruz. So you didn't need the donkey Casemiro to get in the way. You had Modric. Don't worry about it. We'll come fetch the ball, Casemiro. Your thing is to kick people when they're coming towards our defenders. But Sergio Ramos is starting. You got Carvajal, Marcelo. So these are these are top of the pops, right? These guys are showing. And then Thibaut Courtois, who's also a bit of a donkey keeper himself, is out here looking like prime bloody Shabby Alonso. Come on, guys. It's, it's not Onana's fault. The conceding goals and shot-stopping thing was never his thing. Why did he look so good at Inter Milan? Because he's got ball-playing defenders. It's not that hard. And he doesn't have a donkey in midfield. All the man United's back six is a bunch of donkeys. They are tactically inept. Those players are not good enough to get in the Brighton team. The only one who's good enough, and you've seen it, is Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw is, I think Luke Shaw is one of the best left backs in Europe. And I'd say that on Asterix because he never plays. But when he's on, he's on, right? He's deceptive because he's got the BBW body shape, but he's so fast, that guy. And, and Luke Shaw never sweats it out, you know? He's always in position, just technically sublime. But, but that's your left back. And this other thing of having to invert him and play him 
left centre back. It's nonsense. Don't take your best players. At that level, Man United should have specialists. You should be having Aaron Wambasaka at right back. He's a centre back. He's a donkey. I think Dallow's good, but he can't play in that team. Dallow's a ball player, right? If you put Dallow at Man City, it's a different story. He's a great athlete, and he's actually quite a good defender one-on-one. But he can't play with these donkeys because Harry Maguire can't get him the ball. Varane is a joke in, in that sense. I mean, he's a, he's a good one. Varane's a good old-school defender between the posts, crosses, you know, one-on-one. He, he's a clean, just old-school defender, but he's a battering ram from the 90s. That's why he needed Sergio Ramos. Like, like now he's being exposed. He is being exposed. Like, oh, dude, this guy can't even pass the ball. It's disgusting. And he's always injured. Ugh. Not Onana's fault. We'd love to hear your thoughts. At MKT Inspires, is Onana the problem? Is Onana the problem? MKT Inspires, MKT at the MKT show. All right, let's get into the mailbag, eh? See, see the message we got here. So to get in the mailbag, MKT Inspires, by the way, on the social. Instagram's the one. Some of your emails are too long. Instagram's the one. Good old Inchlanchla Gachin. So Inchlanchla is saying, MKT, hope you're well, brother. However, as a Chelsea fan these days, wellness is relative. LOL. LOL. See, appreciate the shout out for my Instagram page uh, some podcasts ago. No problem, Inchlanchla. I really enjoy the philosophy and psychology character stuff you bring up on the show. It really gives a fresh insight into other real-life matters other than football. I also wonder what position you played now that you mention it. It would be interesting to find out. I'm going to guess a very energetic, defensively astute right-back like Danny Carvajal. I might be wrong, but the nice thing about being wrong is that I know you'll have the right answer. Laughing face emoji. Well, in Schlantler, I was actually more of an attacking player, so I was inside left. If you would like a comparison of my style of play, I would say a little bit of a... I'd like to think of myself as more David Silva with some pace. There isn't really a player like that today. But a sort of a David Silva, I would start on the left and then drift inside into the number 10 role. Um, so I would say a mix between... David Silva and Kaka, but the poor man's version. You know, so I was quite quick, quite technical, had a good shot. Um, yeah, I'd like to think quite clever on the ball. So I was a very good passer back in the day. So that was my role. I would start on the left and drift inside and I had some pace. Yeah. So actually at number 10. So wing back, no. No, no, no. That's, listen, that, that's for, that's for beasts, eh? That's for beasts. I was more of a technical, uh, and and quite for that role, I was I was quite tough tackling, so I didn't mind getting stuck in. So maybe Kaka's the wrong because he was a bit of a glory boy. So more so maybe like David Silva meets. I didn't score enough goals, but more like Steven Gerrardy gets stuck in in the middle. I used to like that. I used to like sort of drifting into the middle, and when it was tough, hot in the kitchen, I'd. I'd I'd get stuck in sort of playing that ten eight hybrid, but I used to I used to enjoy being on the left because I I like to take a man on and whip it in, you know what I mean? But I, I like to I like to be an inverted number ten if you could. Uh, so 
Eden Hazard without the belly and less dribbling. So more kaka classic style. I wasn't a dribbler. Um, I was more pace, power. So sort of Bukayo Saka, the way he, he takes people on. You know, no fancy stepovers, but a little bit of stop-start. Yeah, more technical than that. So no, inside left, number 10. My favorite role is number 10, but I wasn't good enough to just start as number 10. So I had to play on the left wing a little bit. So yeah, not... A right back. Um, who was the best player you've ever played against? Uh, the best player I've ever played with and against um, is the same guy. He's now on TalkSport and he talks absolute nonsense. But Jamie O'Hara is the best player I've ever played with. Um, and the best player I've ever played against in an opposition team. Hmm. Now that's a good question. Hmm. I'd have to think about it. Tom Huddleston, maybe. Although, yeah, Tom Huddleston, when he was a Derby... He was very good. Although Jamie O'Hara played him off the park. I'll never forget that game. Jamie O'Hara is the best player I've ever played with at the junior level. When I was in Russia, though, the best player I've ever seen in real life and played with slash alongside when um, he came and trained with the juniors was Wagner Love. So to answer your question, the best player I've ever played against in training, Jamie O'Hara. He's the best player I've ever seen with my own eyes and been you know, gotten to know quite well in, as a player. So, unbelievable player that. If he took it seriously, big boozer. But my God, what a player. Um, as a Chelsea fan, I do think Pot was the wrong man at the time. However, I don't think he should be sacked. It solves nothing. I think he needs time. It's very frustrating, but I would be willing to give him more time, even if results don't come, as long as he gets us ticking. In my opinion, Chelsea need a domestic title this season, whether FA Cup or Carabao Cup, <laughs> to qualify us for Europe. My observation is that more game, the more games you play, the more competitive you can become. And if you win, it creates a great culture. I know you don't watch local football, but PSL, uh, but or, or I know you don't watch local football, PSL, but Mamelodi Sundowns do that very well. For Arsenal, I think they really do need to break the bank for Victor Osimhen. Pochettino's rigidity of 4-2-3-1 grinds my balls. I hate him using Levi Colwell um, at left back instead of uh, left CB. He has Kukurea. Uh, Matteson, yeah, he has Kukurea. Matteson he can use as wing back. By doing that, you can have Cole Palmer inverting. The issue is we don't have a number six that can sweep in front of the back line. Uh, Gallagher up and down the midfield, then he, uh, we cannot support the striker, so he's not holding up dead space. I couldn't agree with you more. I think that's a very astute analysis. I think, which is why I'm excited as a Chelsea fan to see what Romeo, because Lavia is the only genuine number six. Like, Caicedo is a ball player. He wants to get stuck in. And really what you see with like Rodri and you remember the great ones, Xabi Alonso, Sergio Busquets, these guys uh, that... So when you play in the number six role in football, they say you need to be able to, at all times, be able to see your half of the ball. So imagine you put the ball in the middle of the field. There's two halves of the ball, right? The, the half that's facing the attacking or, or their goalkeeper. And then if you sl split the ball in half, the half that's on your side, you always need to be able to see your half of the ball, they say. So essentially what they're saying is the number six constantly needs to be behind the ball. 
and quite often Enzo and Caicedo get ahead of the ball. John Obi Mikel would never get ahead of the ball. Claude Makelele would never get ahead of the ball. So at all times, if things break down, they are there to sweep things up. That number six role is a specialist role. I think Lavia is the only genuine one. And you just can't... Some players just want to get stuck in. And ball players want to get stuck in. And I think that's where Enzo and Caicedo are. So Schlancha, thanks for that. If you want to get involved in the mailbag... And I agree, by the way, the Colwell thing at left back drives me crazy. You've got Kukurea. I don't know why you're playing him right back. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. And also, just play three at the back. If you're struggling, play three. You, you've got so many centre-backs. You can play Buddy Schill, Thiago Silva, and Desarcia right at centre-back. Why not? Fofana's on his way back. Looking forward to that. Couldn't agree more. Could not agree more. 4 2 3 one, not the only formation, by the way. 3 5 2. 5 3 2. There's, there's lots of options. Lots of options. I think Connor Gallagher, it's an interesting one. I think you might have to drop Cole Palmer in order to play for Connor Gallagher because Connor Gallagher wants to play like Lampard, right? He wants to join the striker up front, but he can't really. He's playing on a bit of a leash because he has to hold the midfield, especially with Enzo and Caicedo not being able to dominate in that area. And you've got Connor Gallagher really wants to be playing in between the boxes. He doesn't want to be moving side to side. The great thing about Frank Lampard, and, and Lampard was a different, he was a different gravy, right? Is he could play in the number eight role and control the game in midfield with his passing and tempo control. And then he's the best at arriving late in the box I've ever seen. This is where him and Gerard were special. And then the great Roy Keane was the best at it, along with many a, a guy called Paul Scholes. Maybe you've heard of him. So I do think that Chelsea balance is wrong. I think I think Enzo Fernandez needs to get dropped. If you're going to do the double pivot, do it with Gallagher and Caicedo, although that might be too attacking because I don't think Conor Gallagher wants to hold in midfield and Conor Gallagher doesn't really have the technical ability to hold things up in midfield and, and build up the tempo play. So there is that. MKT Inspires, if you want to get in the mailbag, hope you have the time of your lives, whatever you're up to today. It's December. Hope you're with... Hope you're with loved ones. And if you can't be, um, I don't know what to say. You know, it's always out of people's hands. Some some people want to be with their loved ones, but not everybody has um, has that relationship with family. And if you don't have it, I'm sorry. It's not, listen, it's not always. It's not always. I mean, you could be a terrible person, but it's not always that. Family's complicated, man. I hope you can um, create a life where this time of year isn't a resentful time for you. I know it is for some people. People look on the outside and look look at people with their families and think, oh, if only I had that. Listen, you can create that. Who am I to say? I mean, I'm the perennial bachelor, so I can't really lecture you on that. I am going home at the end of the year. Oh, really looking forward to that. Looking forward to New Year's with the fam. My sister's coming back. Spend Chris or New Year's with my mum. You know, old mumsy, see what she's got to say. She's a loud mouth probably going to hear all the stories where have you been what are you doing when am i getting a child same old story now hey when am i getting a grandchild i'm getting old it's like oh my god are you watching movies and just saying stuff back to me i'll I'll have a baby when i'm ready first i've got to i've got to meet a betty if you're not south african i've got to meet a betty i don't know where i'm gonna meet a betty say mom calm down can you just make some food you never see me 
Let's make some food. I'm, I'm flipping starving. Now we're going to Limpopo. It's so hot. Mom, there's never any juice in this house. So why don't you go to Woolworths and get some juice? Still bothering me about having a baby. I'm not a baby maker. I'm a person. A person with feelings and a heart. And a brain. And emotions. And a show. And my name is MKT. And for now, I am the hell out of here.